Hey, this is Joe. Before we start the show, I want to tell you that in this interview, we did have some technical difficulties. I somehow got all kinds of static in the first five minutes. So you won't hear the first five minutes. So I'm just going to go over who we interviewed and then we'll go from there. So we had a chance to interview the Ohio Metaphysics and Paranormal Research Team. They're a team that specializes in interesting potential home and business paranormal activity. OMPR is dedicated to helping people understand and coexist with what might be lurking in the shadows by attempting to bridge the gap between the living and the unknown. They do in-depth historical research to try to explain the possible activities. It is also the goal of OMPR to provide answers that may be needed. So we had a chance to sit down with a couple of the members and we got some great conversations going. But like I said, we missed out on the first five minutes of it. For some reason, there was all kinds of static in that. And I did listen because we were in the Ohio State Reformatory. I thought maybe I could hear some EVPs or something in there. But I didn't get much. I mean, I don't think I got any EVPs or nothing. So we're going to have to pick up the interview after the first five minutes. Basically, what we were talking about is how to do a proper investigation and how to actually talk to the spirits and how to treat them as if they're standing right in front of you. I'll leave their full team bio in the show notes. Just check out the show notes and it'll be in there. So thank you for listening this week. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast, broadcasting from Ohio State Reformatory, Mansfield, Ohio, 2023. Welcome to the show, Joe Shutridge, the host with the most, and a few ghosts. Today, I didn't realize you were recording, and I come upstairs, (laughs) and I see you talking to somebody, like, oh, I'm supposed to be talking. You know, that's all right. I got it covered. I got it handled. (laughs) There is probably about 2,000 people here. It's crazy busy. That's amazing. You know, every year Joe and I come to Ohio State Reformatory to Paris Icon because this convention is right in the haunted jail. One of the most haunted jails in the country, And what's as far as I can tell. Unique is because it's freestanding cell blocks on top of each other and they are on both sides of the prison mm-hmm. it's five stories high um, prisoners have been uh, thrown off of <laughs> the yeah. balconies and died here and you know every time we come in it's super duper active doesn't matter if it's early in the morning or closer to the evening people are getting all kinds of activity I think it's because there's so many people here yeah, a lot of I energy. Think, yeah, and we're all here for one purpose. Right, exactly. To and see ghosts. That's right, yeah. And communicate with them. And it's so cool because so many people have come up. They have purchased the dowsing rods from our tables. They're using them up in the cells. 
and getting all kinds of activity and coming back and said, I communicated with this spirit and I talked to this guy and he was telling, you know, like, it's just amazing to get so excited and I'm so excited for him to be able to experience that. For some people have never even held dowsing rods in their hands or been on a ghost hunt. You know, some people are just coming along with people because they want somebody to come with them and they're like, you're not going to believe what happened. This never happens to me. Well, I mean, and the thing is, our dowsing rods are different than everybody else's because we ordered a specific blend of metal to make them. I mean, it's not like we just went and bought aluminum rods or steel you know, rods. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a blend of different metals so that they're very conductive. Mm-hmm. And after trial and error of using them for so many years, this formula works. And it's proven that it works because of the stuff that people are getting here. You know, it's... People are coming back, like you said, and just yeah. going crazy over this stuff. Yeah. It, this place is like, you know, just one of those just iconic locations where, you know, even if you're not very much into the paranormal, you're still going to feel or sense something. Yeah. You're going to feel and sense just the history alone. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, famous Hollywood movies have been filmed here. Shawshank Redemption, Tango and Cash, Air Force One. Air Force One. That's... That's the one that got me is, I mean, I've seen the other ones, but Air Force One, I got to go out in the courtyard and mm-hmm. actually see the the gate, the giant stone and steel gate, which is actually fiberglass, which is crazy. <laughs> but I got to get out there and I saw that. And they have other movie props here from the other movies too. Yeah. And w- what else is really cool, interesting, but a little spooky is Old Sparky is here. Yeah. So tell everybody what Old Sparky is, Joe. It's the actual... Um, electric chair that was used in Ohio. It, it wasn't used here, mm-hmm. but they brought it in. And the thing about it is, once they brought it in, they said that the paranormal activity ramped up here. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's got to be because of that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we talk about the stone tape theory. Uh, hello. Right? It's People are getting shocked in the chair. And it's <laughs> boosting the energy. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's really cool. It's just like, you know, if you love history and you love the paranormal and you haven't been here, you know, try to put this on your bucket list because it is the best bang for your buck. You know, like it's not as expensive as some places would charge you, but you could be here for hours and hours and it's, it's really cool. And you can come on a daytime tour if you're afraid to come at the night, you know, evening tours. People still get activity during the day. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Remember last year we were here. And we were doing an interview, and it just started pouring outside. It was a, such a oh, bad... Oh, yeah. The lightning was striking all over. Yeah, it was like, really spooky. <laughs> uh, we love it, though. Yeah. It's, um, it's really fun. And Joe and I, you know, we come here every year, and it's one of the best conventions. So you guys, you know, try to put it on your bucket list for the next couple of years. You get to meet celebrities. The Ghost Brothers are here. You can just go right up to their table. You know, you know... You, it's not like you're going to see them from afar or up on a stage. They're right here, wandering around, talking to everybody. It's like a family reunion. It's so much fun. And everybody's here for the same reason. Everybody's here to talk about ghost hunting, ghost spirits, you know, afterlife, all that. Mm-hmm. And as we say at every convention, it's where you want to go to talk to the people that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about being, you know, judged or whatever. Yeah, and some of the coolest things you'll ever find, like the vendors here just bring the most unique items to sell. Like if you're really into like steampunk or 
um, crystals or, you know, you just want a Ouija board koozie or <laughs> something, you know, whatever you're looking for, you probably find here. All right. So let's get it into your interviews for you. And uh, after s- probably tomorrow, we're going to do a closer. So at the end of this episode, you may hear us say goodbye. But as we're recording this, it's not for many hours from now, but we will talk to you tomorrow. Let's get into the interviews. Understand simple, you know, like some of the more complicated things. They lived in times they, they might not understand that, yeah. right? So She talks about that a lot with like the computer or with an app. If you are, if, if you passed away in the 1800s, are you going to know how to manipulate this thing? Yeah. Right. Where we have dosing rods, we use those in pendulums. Mm-hmm. We have a pendulum that sits on a stand over a layer of sand. Oh, so you're not cool. holding it. You can put your hand on it. Okay. But this way we can put it down and see if it will move on its own. That's cool. That's a great experiment. You know, it's like we're always trying to think of new things to try that, you know, somebody from, a, a, like you said, a hundred years ago may or may not understand. Like a candle, just simply burning a candle. Can you raise the flame? Yeah, a fidget spinner. Yeah. Put a fidget spinner on the floor and see if it will move. Do you ever encounter any children, spirits of children when you do um, your investigations? Yes. I actually work in daycare during the day, so I actually I run into a lot of child spirits. We also have I, um, a trigger object that's a dog okay. that we use to try to interact with children. Yeah. And it, he works like a REM pod. Oh. Okay. So we we do get a lot of interaction with him. We say, "Come pet the dog. Come yeah. pet the dog. He's really nice." Mm-hmm. And we we name him Buster. You know, Ghost Buster. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> we we get a lot of interaction if we're going to a hospital, we're in a children's ward, or things like that. And we say, "Come play with the doggy." You yeah. know, and we do actually get and a that, lot of interaction. And that makes sense because if you're talking to kids' spirits, and you put a REM pod out there, you know, yeah, it lights up, but they're gonna be like, "What is this thing?" But using a trigger object like that, a matchbox car or something. Yeah. Right. It works with adult spirits, too. Yeah. And living people. Mm-hmm. They walk by and think it's a real dog. Oh, your dog is so still. It's being so good. No, yeah. it's, it's not real. <laughs> it buzzes when you touch it. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too, is um, have you ever had an experience with any animal spirits? <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah he's shaking his head. <laughs> the, the home investigation that we're working on. Yeah. While we're in the kitchen talking, I watched a black cat i said so where's your cat at and they go oh the cat's where we're staying right now because they're not even staying in the house but it's not even a black cat i watched a big fluffy black cat walk down the hall and into a room oh that's incredible i thought they had a cat in the house yeah cats i we hear that all the time with cats you don't see too many dog spirits but cats you hear them all the time i've come across dogs do you yes i've been in homes and i'm i keep looking and it's like Okay, I know you don't have a dog, but you yeah. did have a dog, right? At one go, time. Yeah. yeah, we did. I'm like little one, like a beagle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like he's right here. Oh wow! He's bugging me. Oh, cool. How cool is that? You know, I mean, hey, and there may be doubters out there, but there's they're living creatures just like us. They have mm-hmm. souls just like us. They have emotions. They have energy. Everything. So why not? You know. Right. 
I feel too like animal spirits, they'll stick around for a while until they know you're okay and then they're going to move on and recycle into another pet. And maybe it's, you know, a lot of times people will replace a pet with a pet. And it's, I think their soul goes back in and then there they are again, you know, right. attached to that family. Or maybe they move on to somebody who really, you know, is maybe missing their pet and, you know, I don't know. Reincarnation, I'm yes or no, but with pets, I always think those souls have to be recycled. You know, they have to go and serve purpose again. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I have, um, I, I might, I've never lost a pet, but I have a cat and I'll feel something jump on my bed and walk up and I'll look to see if it's him and yeah. it's not. So I just scroll over and cover back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> it feels like a cat actually jumping on my bed. Oh, wow. I've never lost a pet. So. I had a, I had a senior. She was 23 calico when she died and i still see her every now and then okay and i have a um tortoise shell right now who's about five and she'll come and she's my lap cat she'll come and stare at me and i'll have to do this and then really? do this and then she'll, she'll sit right at my feet and look at me like you need to get her out of your lap before i jump in <laughs> <laughs> little jealousy going on there a little bit yeah does the uh, the living cat ever real react to different things that oh, maybe oh yeah he actually he stares at stuff and i'm like what are we looking at yeah. <laughs> i had where we went to a man uh, it's called stone mansion in indiana and i came back and i have a case that you know we all have our cases mm-hmm. and i had remote um remote activated uh motion detectors in my in my bot in my case and we both heard he was sitting on the couch with me and we heard beep beep and we're both looking at the case oh. like Oh, and it starts going off, and the case is closed. Yeah, it shouldn't have went off. So I'm like, oh, time to cleanse the house. Brought yeah. something home with me. But <laughs> I mean, he was watching it way before it actually started beeping. Really? So they can definitely sense. Yeah, I've heard that so many times. I mean, I, I personally don't own cats. There are cats in my yard yeah. that stare at me all the time, like feed me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've never actually had a living pet. I've got my palm trees and my capybara but you know it's, <laughs> but I mean, those count. i've heard so many times where cats especially can see spirit i know dogs can because they look at stuff too well cats they say walk in both different dimensions okay. so whether it's true or not yeah you never know and you wonder with um animals eyesight are they seeing different spectrums than what we can see like can they see the ultraviolet better and at night, too. I which, believe so. Which is something that we've been working on is investigating with red light. I don't know. If, have you ever heard that theory? You want to tell them about it? You tell them about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, red light theory um, is that um, spirits can come through. The red light doesn't tend to wash them out where the white lights um, tend to wash them out. Okay. Um, I actually brought, my, I brought a photo that I caught at Hillview Manor. Um, our team member was looking out the window at Hillview because they were having their Halloween thing going on and we were watching outside. And there's a full-bodied apparition standing next to her. He doesn't have a head. Oh, and nobody that's was cool. there with her. <laughs> nobody was there with her. And I was like, oh, you got to see this. And it's, it's red light. And we were seeing um, stuff undulating on the ceiling. Um, there's a... Sh- uh, there's a 
mass, a black mass that, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, no. but there's a black mass that goes through there. Um, there's, they say there's some negative stuff. We didn't come across anything negative while we were there, but that's definitely something that we're working on. It's okay. something that we're looking into. But you're gonna think of it like this. When you move on, they say you move to a white light. If somebody walks in with a bright white light, you're gonna not go towards it. Yeah. yeah. But when you use a different color, and red works well because you can see pretty well. Blue and green work good too, but red's the best in our. That's what we've used most. That picture is proof. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, an incredible picture, and I want to take a picture of that. Okay. Um, before you leave. But no, I never thought of like trying to use a different type of light. Yeah. You can buy film. You can buy red film on Amazon and cut it and fit it right over top of your flashlight. Yeah. I think Joe has I one do like that, that for investigations because the red light won't affect your own eyes mm -hmm. to where the other colors were. That way, when you're going in and out of the dark spaces, it, your eyes don't change. Yeah. But it's just, I just find it so fascinating when people try different things because we see the same stuff over and over and over. And it's like, okay, that's kind of working, but try something different. You know, Absolutely. Try something different, and that's what you do there. But another thing that brought what I thought about when you were talking about that is every near-death experience that I've ever talked to, mm -hmm. they always say that the colors are more vibrant than their – they said that the colors are so vibrant they can't explain on them. And maybe by using the color, it relates to that more because a white light is just like everything else. Or like you were saying, they're afraid to go to the white light <laughs> You know? Well, and that's the thing from way, especially way back when you were taught in, you know, a lot of religious aspects, if you do this, you're going to burn. If you do yeah. this, you know, you have to be afraid of damnation. So a lot of people are scared to go because, oh, I sinned, I did this, oh. I did that. So a lot of people are afraid. Yeah. So, um, especially, you know, when they were in poor houses and, you know, a lot of stuff happened back then. So a lot of these Jails. people are, yeah, a lot oh, of these yeah. people are afraid. So if you go in there with this bright light, they're like, ah. <laughs> so you go in there with a the red light, and they tend to talk more. We found that they tend to, you know, they're more willing That's to talk to you. So try it and see. And who knows? Maybe they can see in that color span, mm -hmm. and yeah. they can't see in the white color span True. or something. You got to think metaphysically about it. When you're not limited by this physical body and the very limited range of sight we have as humans when your energy everything exists for you you yeah. can see more you're you're able to be more yeah than what we're limited to it's like getting in the car and trying to shop while you're in the car you can't quite do it yeah unless you got your phone uh-huh you know outside the body is a very different experience exactly that's why I like using trigger objects too, actual trigger, trigger objects, instead of saying, just go towards this light, go towards it. Who, who says and, they can see it? And if they are from 1800s or whatever, mm -hmm. they're not going to touch a light because they use candles. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, and that's burn. when we're doing investigations, I say that a lot where we just made this, it's an invention we made in our time. It will not burn you. You know, you can touch the light, it will not burn you, stuff like that, because they don't understand. Some of them, like we use cat balls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you turn them on, you put them on the floor, it's just a little ball. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, look or mean like anything else. Yeah. And you can even slip them into a balloon. Yeah. And put the balloon down. Mm -hmm. And it's good for children's spirits, but if they move it, the cat ball's going to light up. Yeah. 
you know, I just, I got a little truck at Goodwill, real light truck, and I put a REM pod, the actual circuitry inside of it. So, you know, stuff like that where it's a toy they can touch. You can see it move because it's super light, and it makes the noise and lights as a REM pod. That's correct. So it goes back to the same thing is they recognize that. They don't recognize a regular REM pod, which is just a black tube. That's what I, I told somebody that does that too, which that might be something looking into getting an old metal lunchbox or an yeah. old metal doctor, one of the do- old doctor's bags and putting the workings in that yeah. and using that when you go into a hospital or something like that. So they recognize mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it's a simple thing to make, you know, as long as you're good with uh, soldering and hot glue. <laughs> don't, don't burn your fingers. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Well, it's like here, here at um, OSR, you yeah. have a big key ring. Yeah. And if you can put your wire up like your EMF and move it away, they just see the keys. Here's the keys. Take it. You can get out. Yeah. And see if it triggers your meter from a distance. Yeah. It, it all goes back to that where they're, they're familiar with it. Because I don't know. I, I guess I'm repeating myself. But you, you got to stay familiar with the era that you're trying to talk to. Yes. And... You have to talk to them like they recognize. Like, you're not going to go up to a kid and talk like we do in the prison and yeah. vice versa. You're not going right. to go up in the prison and go, oh, would you please light the light? You know, yes. you're not going to be rude, but you got, you're going to be firm. You're like, hey, light up that light so we know that you're here. You know? We use um, music from their era, too, uh, when we go into a good. building because yeah. it helps raise the vibration and the energy, too. And we've actually had, um, we've stayed at the Hinsdale House last year. We actually weren't here last year um, because we had the chance. Yeah. <laughs> and we played Seneca music up by oh, the God. Giving Tree. And we have, and I actually, I'll have to show you the pictures when All I'm right. done. We had a Native American woman come forward, and I caught a picture of her in the tree. Oh, the woman's the most, the woman's the most prominent, but Thanks. there's probably half a dozen shadows in the trees moving yeah. forward Yeah, that weren't there previously. Did, oh. you, did you find the activity was more active in or out of the house? Out. out. Yeah, out, definitely. Now, really? when we were there... Myself and two of our other teammates were in the house and we're in, you know, the, the kitchen area at the table and it's an old farmhouse. So you, when you walk around the floor creeks, there were somebody walking around the table the entire time we were there. Really? We just, we could hear the footsteps and actually feel the floor behind the chair go down as they walked behind us. It was probably five minutes of that. Really? That's, that's amazing because it's, they were moving stuff. And, you know, the floor was actually moving, like you were saying with the bed. Yeah. It, it actually moves, which makes you think, okay, do they weigh something, you know? <laughs> or is the energy pulses that's coming out of them making them You're welcome. move it, you know? That's why we research. That's Nobody's right. an expert in this That's field. right, yeah. That's why we research all of this, trying to find answers. Uh-huh. I should have put the vibration meter on the floor. I didn't should think about doing that. Oh. oh, well. Next time. Next yeah. time. <laughs> And that's the thing, too, is you're always going back to gather more evidence. All of these places, it's different every time you go back. Yeah. Been to the Hinsdale House twice, been to the Monroe House. Like, I've been there three different times, and the energy is different every time you go. Do you think um, that's because people are going and investigating and maybe bringing different type of energy in, or do you think that it just changes naturally? 
I think it depends on the energy of the people that you're with, too. I think going in there, it all depends on your intentions, who you're with, and if people were there right before you, too, what they brought with Yeah, them. that's a big one. I, I think it also depends on what changes have been made to the physical location. Because we, like the first time we went to Madison, we were with our previous team, Ectovision Paranormal, and the entire floor, you came in, you went through, and it was a giant circle going around. Um, Eddie closed off a lot of the rooms and put walls up, and you can't do that. It's a completely different area now. Okay. So the energy was also vastly different. Oh, so that's interesting because, like, you would be able to swirl that energy, and now it's cut off. Now it's cut off. And then if you go into other locations where they've added more antiques or... You know, Greenville, when they still had it, they were bringing things in all the time, bringing in a, um, an autopsy table, things like that. Oh. That's going to bring energy with it, yeah. too, yeah. so it's just going to amp up. Yeah. So, so when you go, it's going to be like a that. completely right. different experience. <laughs> For sure. Um. But that, that's the mismatch of different energies and styles and that autopsy table itself. Although the people were already passed away when they are on that table, their energy is still being absorbed into that table. Their bodily fluids are still being absorbed, even though it may be a marble table. It's still going to go, you know, there's still going to be traces. Well, this one was a wooden one because it was oh. an antique. Oh, so, so they were worse. folding uh, folding tables. They were antique ones. Oh, like travel ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you have to even think that you have uh, spirits that basically are residents of the location, and now you're bringing in equipment that even, or, or items that even just might have residual, nothing more attached to it, yeah. but you're bringing in new furniture to their house. Yeah. How do they feel? Hey, quit rearranging my house. Quit bringing this stuff in. Or they might like it. Yeah. yeah. So, but it alters the existing living energy of that location. Yeah. At Greenville, we were putting up a canopy bed, and the woman that was in that particular room, she wasn't fond of some people and she dropped the bed on us. We had one more screw to put in and dropped the entire bed. And we were like, okay, done. (laughs) We got the message. But that can be dangerous too, you know? We've been in some situations where we're like, oh no. Just not so much the spirits, but just the physicality Mm -hmm. of the location. So, you know, our listeners need to take that, you know, when you are going ghost hunting, you know, one, don't go alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Never go alone. And be respectful and, and well, just be careful. I agree. Don't go alone. But I have to say that I kind of like going off by myself. Yeah. yeah. Just because we, we've been in, uh, before they shut it down, we were at St. Joseph Hospital in Toledo. And we probably had 10 to 12 people in an operating room. I don't think we're going to get much activity. There is too much human energy in this room. Whereas if you're by yourself, you're vulnerable, and they feed on that kind of energy. So you might get more. I, I, I don't mind a few people, two people, but when you've got a whole room just full of people, we got cameras and we're yeah. doing, trying to do and a documentary. The noise too pollution much. too, you know. Yeah. yeah, everybody's making some kind of noise. So don't whisper. <laughs> right? Don't whisper. Don't ever whisper. It's the rule number one. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we've helped out with some uh, like ghost tours. Lake County Historical Society does it okay. twice a year, and we tell people, rule number one: be respectful. 
Rule number two, don't whisper. Don't whisper, yeah. Rule number three, do not take anything home with you. Oh, yeah. Right? No headlamps. Yeah, no yeah. headlamps. <laughs> Blind everybody on the thing. Oh, it did what? Go ahead, you guys. Yeah. So, one of the things that I almost have to do is I need to buy a soundproof vest that I can wear because my... When we're doing EVPs, my gut is always going, you know? We have stickers at our table that say it's not a demon, it's just my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing in the paranormal. <laughs> yeah, and you don't realize it till you are in a quiet building trying mm-hmm. to be quiet. Well, usually paranormal investigators are grabbing fast food because they're in a hurry to go yeah. or they're eating late at night. And <laughs> yeah, I was at um, Sheilersville and... Um, one of the guys we were with had just eaten a bunch of pizza. Okay. And he had a lactose problem. Oh, no. Oh, no. So <laughs> it was a bad night because it's a small area. There was quite a few of us. And it was the stomach rumbling and then the strange smells that shouldn't be there. Oh, yeah. Right. Everybody leave. Everybody leave. That's great. I smell a ghost. No. Joe's stomach always rumbles. Yeah. Every time we're in the quietest place, all of a sudden I'll hear, and it's I'm like, Joseph. I smell a spirit. That spirit smells like Taco Bell to me. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. We just, we, oh, there's, and, and you know, I mean, being in so many different locations, weird things that happen, and, you know, it's just, but that's why we do it and another reason is we get to go to the places a lot of people don't go absolutely and most people are like oh you get to go for free no we have to pay and the money goes back into these historical places most of us aren't just there for the spirits we're there to help these places too stay open because they are closing some of the major ones like greenville closed waverly's being turned into apartments what are we going to do right right we have to take care of the ones that are still there yeah and I have no problem paying to be in a place because I understand it. And I I consider myself a ghost hunter. I'm not really an investigator because I don't do the research and all that. I just go to these places that I do pay to go to and have a great time and you're gonna see spirits if you just follow the rules. But see you are an investigator because you try the different things. That's true too, yeah. <laughs> you do try the different things, yeah. so <laughs> it is investigative style. We, we've gone places where we actually try to get some answers. Yeah. More details that might be missing that kind of fit in or correlate. Paulding. Paulding. We Paulding. were given a list of questions. There was a woman who was, um, she was murdered. Okay. And she was actually, there's tunnels that go under the jail. All right. Um, they were um, walled up for a long time, and they found this woman's belongings in one of the dirt cells in the basement. Oh, wow. And her death is still unsolved. Really? They don't know who did it. Well, we used our Phasma box and were given this list of questions. And we tried getting answers to those. And we did get some. Do we know if they're right or not? No, we don't. No. But we got, sol- we got yeah. answers. But that's a start, too. It is a start. Yeah. And the method that we used with the Phasma box was the um, Estes method? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. we did that. So, and... We'll even do that where a person's like in the other side of the room or in a different room and we're yeah. asking questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've used, we did an investigation at one of our local churches and I used the same recorder that we're recording the show on because you can put four different microphones out of it. I put those in different rooms and I had, the, like you said, one person in one room and then the spirit box in the other room and you could record it and it's just like the SS method. 
because you have no clue what that person's asking. Right. That's a good idea. It's I love using that. And also, while you're listening to Spirit Box with the earbuds and the noise-canceling headphones, you'll start to hear like, conversations going on in the background that aren't even being picked up with the, the uh, sweep. Yeah. It's so amazing. And we've had to say multiple times, okay, all right, everybody, find somebody <laughs> to speak for you right now. Yeah. Well, one at a time, please. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it can be overwhelming. I mean, we don't know how time is on the other side. We know there's no sense no sense of time on the other side. Yeah. So one second to them could be a year to us or vice versa. So they could, you know, you get a room like this where although there's, what, 60 or 70 people in this room right now, there could be hundreds and hundreds of spirits trying to talk to us all at once. Right. And they usually do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they know that you can hear them. Yeah. Um, another thing that we do um, when we're doing the SS method is we're, we pull out a cards. We pull out a deck of cards and say, okay, what, what's coming next, yes. high or low? And we record that mm-hmm. so they can speak and say what's coming next. Um, do you know what Zener cards are? No. Um, they're cards. They're actually psychic cards. Okay. Um, they have a star, a square, oh, the wavy okay. lines, yes. those ones. We use those ones. What's what's on the next card? And okay. have them. And they've come across and said what's coming next. And they've been right. Yeah. So. Now, have you ever used a whiteboard and wrote your question without saying it out loud? I have not. Okay, try that because yeah. my friend Miranda, who owns the... Um, Scott County Jail down in Huntsville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. She uses that method, and she actually writes it a question on a whiteboard and gets yeah. responses. So that's that shows that they can see. Okay, that's something new. I got whiteboards at work. I'll yeah. steal one. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's a really good idea. Yeah, because that's what we're trying to learn is can you see us? Can you hear us? How do you hear us? Do, you, do the spirits hear us as, like, um, almost like robotic voices or do they hear us normally you know because once we get into the spirit realm we're not talking about voice boxes and moving air right and that's why earlier we we're talking and i asked about you know can you physically hear the spirits yeah they know intuitively they they don't have to hear things yeah but there has been i mean i, I have had experiences and know people and i'm sure you do too who felt like a breath in their ear. Yeah. You know, or like somebody walked, it's like somebody went up and whispered and their hair even moved. Yeah. And they physically felt it. Mm-hmm. So, don't know how they do that, yeah. but that's interesting. One of the theories that I have is I was with investigator and we heard a huge bang. And we looked up and the girls' glasses were broke. Okay. And that made me think, okay, did the bang happen because they moved something or was it an energy pulse that went through you know i mean instead of taking a table and pounding on the table to make a noise or hitting a wall is that sound the energy wave going by sort of like a sonic boom we've heard jail doors slam um gone in and nothing's moved none of the doors are closed Uh, so i I understand what you're that's yeah yeah yeah, we've seen and heard a lot of different <laughs> things that you can't explain. And we always try to debunk, you know. Yeah, we try yeah. to recreate. Because we don't always go straight towards, oh, it's a ghost, it's a spirit. We try to recreate, and everybody's like, oh, no, they've just, you know. But we try to debunk it. We try yeah. to find the scientific, the obvious reasons for all these things. But a lot of it you just can't explain. Yeah, I mean, we've seen... You know, even if it's to see it, I have to see it to believe it. Well, I believe in everything because I've seen it. Yeah. But I'm still 
like so skeptical. I will look for every reason to explain something until I can't. Yeah. And a lot of it, a lot of it, you'll go through that process where you can't figure it out, can't figure it out, and then all of a sudden you'll lean against the wall and feel the wall vibrating or something. You'll be like, "There's a fan on the roof." Yeah. Because that happened to me at one of the jails. Is they were actually hearing footsteps all the time, and they're like, "It's always constant footsteps." And I leaned against the wall, and there's a like a uh, vent in the wall that went up to uh, one of them spinning air things on the roof. Okay. Which made it a constant, steady pace that sounded like footsteps. Oh, yeah. We were at, I think, Old Stone Mansion, and I have a bunch of wireless cameras. One of them is a 360, so I can rotate it 360 degrees and 180 degrees back and forth. That was at Gill House. Gill House. Okay. And they are, um, they have intercoms. So I can speak through it and listen through it. Oh, that's cool. So we have it down in the boiler room. And I hit the button to talk through it because I'm, you know, is anybody here? Is is there anybody in this room? And every time I would take my hand off the thing, you'd hear this big, loud boom. And we're like, what the hell was that? So we're downstairs and we're moving things around and knocking on things and knocking things over, trying to figure out what it is. And trying to debunk it yeah and i'm like i don't i don't understand this then i realized that every single time i touched the button to talk and let it go it happened okay. it was a reverb to the okay. microphone yeah i was angry i was like ah it's not paranormal <laughs> yeah you're like oh bummer man you know? but you're confirming what the what you're listening to right and that that's what makes a good investigator is you're making sure that you confirm what you're listening to and it's the 10 to 30% of stuff out there that we can't explain, yeah. which we can say, I think that's paranormal. It's just... Exactly. And um, last night, we're, we're actually staying in a very haunted house, a town over. And last night, we come home and the doors are open. We're like, uh, we shut those doors, you know, the, the doors that go into bedrooms and that. Yeah. And then there's another, like a louver type door that the one bedroom has a bathroom next to it. And you can shut this louver door so it kind of makes a suite. And it was latched with a little metal hook. It was latched so that it was hugged, you know, against the wall. We come home and it's open. Did you guys set up a camera? <laughs> she just had that last night. Being the professionals that we are, no. I, I did I did I had that happen last night. I my friend, my psychic friend, gave me haunted dolls for Christmas. I actually brought them here to get okay. them out of my house. Um, they've been there for a while. Um, my son, because I took them upstairs, of course, because I'm not keeping them downstairs with me. He has seen shadow figures. Um, his friend had something playing with his hair. He thought it was my son. Of course, it wasn't. Yeah. Why well, this door that goes upstairs that we always keep cracked for my cat? Yeah. And I went to go get in the shower, and the door shut. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I did it. Yeah. Um, well, then in the middle of the night, my cat is meowing like crazy. And I'm like, yeah, shut up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, I get up because he won't stop, and the door is shut again. Yeah. And I was the only one home. So I don't know yeah. how it shut um, other than these dolls, which have come across Phasma Box with children's voices really? that have given us names. Huh. So I know their names. Yeah. They're dolls that go together, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the house that I uh, previously lived in in Akron, 
there's three bedrooms and there was a small bedroom and my youngest who just turned 18 was little like five six seven something like that yeah so she's in the little room and there's a closet and the closet door would not stay closed oh. it kept popping open and it's swelling it's an old house yeah so i put one of those eye hooks on it okay put it in put the eye hook down next morning eye hook is out doors open yeah i close it again put the eye hook in the hole and then i twist the hole so that the eye the the hook itself can't bounce out next morning doors open so i have my uh brother-in-law who's passed away now was a blacksmith and he took a railroad tie and hammered out a thor's hammer for me so i have a big like three pound necklace that's a giant thor's hammer that's solid iron i hung it i closed the door put the hook on it turned the eye and hung the hammer on the door (laughs) next morning that door wasn't open it was still closed oh my gosh Spirit's like, all right, I am out of here. I'm so tired of you shutting this door and making all these little things I have to do. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But I want to thank you for stopping by. This was awesome. Thank you for having us. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Anytime you're always welcome on the show, stop yes. back, give us your stories. Thanks. But before we let you go, is there one story that you want to share that is going to make our listener go, wow. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I put you on the spot. Oh. What's your most? There's, there's a few. I yeah. mean, even back with our old team, not my friends. Well, there's that one at the Monroe House. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. There's so many. Yeah. We've been to a lot of places. Well, there's the spirit here, too, that I caught the picture of in the infirmary. Yeah. I oh, actually let's have, hear about that because being in the location. Yeah. Um, the last time we were here, I was walking around, of course, you know, because you have to tour when you come here. Yeah. And up in the infirmary, my daughter goes, Mom, somebody just walked in there. And I was like, okay. So I went to the doorway and snapped a picture, and I caught a figure standing in the infirmary. I actually have a picture with me. I'll have to show you when we're done. And there's somebody standing in there. It almost looks like a child, though. Oh. I actually caught it. I went back the next day to try and debone because I was like, okay. And... You can see there's nothing there. So we actually caught something up there. So if you go up to the infirmary, try and take pictures. Yeah, We were just at Lake County Historical Society. And before the tours and everything, she went walking around and she's on a second level looking down and snaps three consecutive pictures. The first one and the last one, nothing. The middle one, big pillar of light coming out of the door. Oh wow, that's awesome. Always take pictures in succession, one right yes. after the other. Yes. Collingwood Art Center is a great one for that because you'll take several photos. And so I'm not big on orbs. I understand how cameras work and all that. I should do a little speech on that. But in the Collingwood Art Center, I took succession of photos, and the same orb was in three photos that we couldn't see with our eyes. That's so, yeah, American always take lady. succession photos. Yes. You need a comparison. Yes. Those are the Hinsdale. That's the Hinsdale. That's the Hinsdale house. That's the lady. Um, Daniel Clis is here. He's downstairs doing. He's doing a um, this was, speech today. Yeah. She appeared after playing Seneca music, traditional Seneca music. Okay. Yeah. Always play their music. They will come forward. Yeah. So. And it's the it's the oh, how do I put it? Universal vibration. Universal vibration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> My mind goes blank too often. 
But yeah, we want to thank you for stopping by. This was great. Thanks and for like I said, you guys again. You're always Thanks welcome on the show. Yes, thank you. And um, incredible. Hope you enjoy the day. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing the knowledge too. Oh, you're welcome. And wrapping up Mansfield Parasite Con 2023. Once again, another wonderful, exciting, interesting, yes, paranormal-filled event. I tell you, we met some of the most awesome people, which we always do at this convention. It mm-hmm. brings out some great people, mm-hmm. both visitors and vendors, you know. Yeah, and amazing. We had somebody who had listened to our podcast, drove here, heard of us, us talking about this particular event, drove from Illinois all the way to Ohio yeah. just to come here. Yeah. And we just thank you so much. We love our listeners. And it was just so great. We got to see Tom Farber, our number one fan, yeah. again. And his parents and his wife came out. Um, they've been out at every convention. And it was just incredible. Did he actually come to when this was being held at St. Joseph's. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't remember yesterday. We'll have to ask him. Because, yeah. you know, he'll be round again. Oh, yeah. His mother came by already. Yes. Said hi. <laughs> so cool. Um, Joe. Yes. What was your favorite part this year? Well, it, how can you choose, right? Yeah. We rented a haunted house. And I still laugh at... Okay, so let me give the story. We were all sitting around the kitchen table last night, just relaxing after dinner, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we hear this most guttural scream we've ever heard <laughs> in our life, and everybody jumped up. There's Mother Mary. Mary. And Papa. And Daddy. <laughs> but uh, we... Friends walking by. We were all sitting there at the kitchen table, and we heard this guttural scream that just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all freaked out, you know, because we're in a haunted house. And I thought somebody was getting murdered outside. So I literally jumped up on my feet, ready to run and go save them. Yeah. So we're, and it happened again. And we're just all like, what the heck? And here Nadine comes out of the bathroom, walks over, picks up her phone and says, hello. It was a ringtone on her phone. It was a goat. Oh, my God. A goat screaming. That was the worst. We laughed so hard. I think I had tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> it was so good. So not only does the paranormal get you, it's the not paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> the unnormal. And, and then being the professionals that we are and the, uh, uh, I say, seasoned uh, investigators that we are, we didn't set up one camera or nothing in the house at all. What <laughs> like, is wrong why with Why didn't us? we just set up a camera and let it roll all night long to see what we got? I, yeah. None of us. <laughs> None of us did that. It's crazy. Yeah. But we had a great time in a beautiful, historic, 150-year-old Victorian home. It was incredible with the most incredible woodwork and old antiques, which I love. And uh, just... The best part, I think, is just hanging out with friends. Yeah. Like, just all of us. In a haunted location. Yeah. Near a haunted cemetery. Oh, a revolutionary war cemetery. Which was incredible because I've never seen one that had a placard like that that said revolutionary war cemetery. It was so cool. And in the house, there is a painting on the wall of the revolutionary war, which obviously is probably put there. But you think, you know, it's a painting, but... You can almost imagine that the people that are in that painting could be in that cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or That's in the house still. Or in the house, yeah. Walking up and down the uh, hallway like at last night. Three, <laughs> 3 and 5 a.m. Nadine heard it at 3 and Cindy heard it at 5 a.m. Somebody yeah. pacing. That's crazy. She, she thought it was one of us. She's like, why are they up, up pacing? I'm like, I don't think I was sleepwalking. Of course, I wouldn't know, right? But yeah. No, it was, it was just really And my bedroom excellent. was different. <laughs> Joe was down in like this cubby hole or something. You walk through the bedroom that Jen was in down these four steps into this other room and that's where the beds were that I stayed in. and there's actually a bed in the closet in that same room I so. don't understand that at all but know. whatever you know you gotta fit hey, it fit. fitting more people in right? the spaces so and it was called the family suite so it was probably for kids yeah you know and the mom and dad sleep in the, in the same room yeah. so I don't know it was it was fun though yeah. we had a good time but, you know, we always encourage people to, if you haven't been to um, Paris Icon in Mansfield Prison, to definitely, you know, put that on your bucket list because oh, it's yeah. one of the best conventions. The Ghost Brothers were here. Dustin Parry was here. Um, lots of celebrities um, here presenting. I'm and here. then just at their table and walking around. You know, they're very approachable. So it's not like you have to spend a million dollars to go and, you know, talk to them. Yeah. They're in the food line. Like yesterday, I was in the food line, and <laughs> Dalen was standing right behind me. Did he buy you dinner? He did not. Oh. I bought my own walking taco, <laughs> which was delicious. Yeah. You can take one with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you for listening this yes, week. We guys. really enjoy every amazing. chance we get to give you a good show. Oh, thank you. And next year, you have to come out yes. to Paris Icon at the Ohio State Reformatory. It's in May. Don't know the exact date, but, you know, we'll always put it up on our website. And the best part is you get to tour the entire prison. And this place is ginormous, and it will take you hours to go through. But you also get to go to the the convention as well. It's yeah. all in one. It's very affordable. And these prison cells are so creepy and haunted like, I was just talking to a vendor, and they said there was all kinds of activity. Like, their vendor booth is in front of the cell yeah. on the main floor. And she's like, I had to shut it out because it just was so active. But anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week. We will catch up with you next time. And like we always say, if you do enjoy the show, please share it wherever you can. Share it on Instagram. Post us in your Instagram stories. Yeah, do all that follow us stuff. on Instagram. And please... Give us a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Push and pull.